Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Welcome back to another edition of the Internet's Most Dangerous Tottenham Hotspur Podcast. It is Wheeler Dealer Radio. I'm your host, Greg, and we have a not very dangerous and not very exciting match to talk to you about it today. We lost 2-0 to Sporting Club de... I don't know, is it Lisbon or Portugal? I'm not, I'm not reading. It's P, so Portugal. Yeah, that's it. Well, Greg, you can just say Sporting Lisbon. That's what everybody calls them. Okay, fair enough. Sporting Lisbon, then. Uh, yeah, so that wasn't fun. And joining me to talk about it this week, as you've already heard, is our constant ray of sunshine, Ben Daniels. Ben, uh, I think we need to start with, with what's truly important this week. How have you been honoring the Queen um, since she passed away this weekend? Oh, I mean, I have been deep in mourning along with my, my dear friend Eric Dyer um, over the death of Jean-Luc Godard. Um, godfather of the French New Wave cinema. Um, and so are we saying really, all French that, filmmakers are queens here, or is this just a that's, separate... That's the only, that's the only death that, that matters uh, that's happened in the last week. Well, Brian, you, you flew to uh, London to sign the, um, to sign the uh, Remembrance book on behalf of Wheel of Dealer Radio, didn't you? Uh, yes, I, I did, in fact, do that. Um, it, was, it was a long flight from Miami, um, just to put your fucking name in this book for some fucking reason. Um, but yeah, no, it was um, it was good. And um, I, I look forward to the nice expense check that the podcast will hopefully be giving yes, me definitely. very soon. That, that, is, that is definitely a thing that will happen. Check yes, is in the mail, Brian. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, you know, honestly, like if we had a Patreon, Greg, um, I wouldn't have had to pay for the flight all by myself. But, you know... I think ben, ben, ben can handle that. We've delegated that to the law firm of uh, Daniels, Doom, and Hal, I guess. So doesn't doesn't work. That is my law firm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a lot of billable hours, but you're going to get there sooner or later. Oh man! Well, did you see Antonio Conte while you were uh, leaving your remembrances? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I did not see Antonio Conte. Um, I did see Daniel Levy or uh, a number of people that looked like Daniel Levy. Um, just kind of short, very pale people. Too. I feel like we need to clarify <laughs> Brian has not actually gone to London. <laughs> I think we need to clarify that at this point. Yeah, I don't know how long we were going to draw this bit out. Um, running out of stuff to say uh so anyway let's talk about marcus edwards oh do we have to uh anyway this was I mean, Pochino was wrong that's all i'm trying to say well certainly uh, maybe not on this podcast but in general spurs spurs fans have really overlooked how much damage Pochino did to our youth players for many years by not sending them out on loan and like at a minimum you know, like I could see a world where Harry Wings, Kyle Walker Peters, and, and Marcus Edwards aren't good enough for Spurs, but we probably would have made a lot more money off of these guys if we had if we sent them on loan. Yeah, I mean, uh, Walker Peters and Marcus Edwards appear to be the real mistakes of the. I mean, you know, 
Harry Winks, I feel like we did enough. We tried, and he still wound up being what he is. Um, but, you know, like, this isn't Josh Onoma. This is, like, Marcus Edwards is playing Champions League football, and he looks pretty good against Premier League opposition. Um, albeit, you know, Spurs, so, you know, eh. But, but um, <laughs> is that really a fair way to draw this conclusion? I think I think our listeners know the answer to that. I don't know, man. He he did a, a lot to make most of our defenders like look like idiots um, at points during the match. And you know he's playing kind of up front as like a sort of like weird false nine for a lot of the beginning of the match and um, kind of drifting into spaces and you know pulling us all over the place and. I don't know. He looked really good, and I was just like, "Oh man, wouldn't it be cool if we had a player like that?" It would be cool if we had a fun dribbly guy. Yeah, I am skeptical. He is good enough for Spurs right now. Um, you just don't want to concede that you know any of these young players. You just you're just a prospect hater. I am. Well, I am. I am a prospect hater. Um, I don't, there, there's a level at which, like, you know, we've seen this thing with Kyle Walker-Peters where he's excellent for a game and then he just gets, like, you know, beaten like a drum by Ryan Sessegnon. So, like, you know, how good is he really? I think he's really good. I like. I would good have liked, enough to be our starting right wing back, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I would have liked Chelsea to have, this summer. I would have liked to have seen that, the whole handling of Marcus Edwards go a little differently because I think we probably didn't get a real answer but you know I think everyone jumping to this conclusion I mean I don't know it's fans reacting on Twitter who's who's to say whether they're right or wrong I mean they're wrong but yeah it's uh he was certainly the standout player on the pitch which I mean I I guess Emerson Royale was a uh, standout player in a whole different way but um I think he was a standout player on the pitch it's frustrating that that's the case this was kind of a weird game I feel, feel like the score line obscures that it was kind of like a lot of other games we've played this year, except it just didn't go our way. Um, And then it all fell apart at the end, which is what happens when we don't score goals. Um, I don't know. Was this Ben? I know you're, like again, our resident ray of sunshine. Was this performance as bad as it felt overall, or is, is the way the last 10 minutes went, kind of amplifying frustrations over the rest of the performance. I mean, it's both. It was a bad performance for reasons that we have already answered countless times this season and last. And getting punished the way we did wasn't inevitable, but, like, again, as we've talked about before, that happens when you aren't scoring goals and you're playing a very tight game and not creating a lot of good opportunities. You know, the other team has... chances some of the times they go in um yeah this is you know i think the third game in a row fourth game in a row that we have started a front line of kane son and richarlson and not kulishevsky and it just doesn't work like it worked against fulham because fulham are bad and it increasingly is clear that like there is just not enough behind those guys to move the ball into the areas that we needed to and you know, when we signed Kuloshevsky, we talked so much about how even if he wasn't the best player we could sign, he was the right player to knit that front line together. He's the guy who compensates for Emerson Royale's 
glaring weaknesses as a wing back because he can take the balls in those areas and beat men down the line and put in good crosses and combine them with the front two. And we've just clearly missed that right now. And I don't know why Antonio Conte isn't seeing it. I don't know why it's taking him so long to make changes in the game. And I don't know why he's not making more changes within games to try and get something that works because well, this doesn't work. I think what's what's frustrating, like on the one hand, I, I kind of see what Conte's trying to do. I, I think he's trying to sort of brute force bat what he perceives as bad teams. It, like you said, it worked against Fulham, you know, you want to try it against Brighton after they just lost their manager. Like, okay, you got to rotate guys eventually. This didn't seem like the, especially with with City out, um, that not being played this weekend. You know, it just seemed like you've got to get Kulishevsky in there somewhere because you know it, it's not getting knit together. And even if you you know you, you score that early goal because I do think we were in the ascendancy early on like you know we've seen games where we score the early goal and we kind of struggle to capitalize on it because we don't have passers out there and I mean I think Son and today I'd say Kane being bad amplifies these problems but the heart of the problem is like you said Ben we don't have anyone advancing in the ball knitting together our midfield and our attack and it's really frustrating to watch, especially when Kulishevsky does come on. And at least for like five, ten minutes after that, we instantly look better. Uh, you know, we instantly look like a more coherent team. And, I, you know, we've played other games where we've looked better from then on until the end of the match. That didn't happen, you know, today. And, you know, we can get into why later. But, um, yeah, like there, there's, a, there's a guy on Twitter, at Simply Wink, who tweeted out some pass maps that you, you know, of, it's, it's of Perisic and Royale. And it's completely, you know, it's, they're wildly dissimilar in terms of Perisic is doing a fair amount to get the ball forward, but, you know, Emerson isn't. And we, we spend, we invest a lot of time and energy getting the ball advanced through the right flank. And I'm not entirely sure what Conte is expecting us to do without, you know, does he just think these teams suck shit and we're going to figure it out? We're just going to sort of, eventually just kind of beat them to death. Like I'm not entirely certain what the what the idea here is. I mean, I guess that's the idea. It just doesn't I mean, seem to be working. Like, it worked against Marseille. It worked against Fulham. So we're going to keep doing it, I guess, until it doesn't. And hopefully this means we're going to not do it anymore. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's not even – it's not entirely Royale's inability to, like, progress the ball. It's once he gets there, he can't do anything with it. The man can't complete a cross. The man doesn't have any vision in the final third. He is – I fucking just am so tired of seeing him on the pitch. Well, it's this, like, it's just, and again, this is what happens when you have Kulishevsky out there, is, like, make a simple pass to the guy who can do something with the ball. Like, okay, like, fine. Like, that Real's there to defend and do that. Like, great. But if you have a front three of Emerson, Kane, and Son, not Emerson, uh, Richarlson, Kane, and Son, you know, none of the, I mean, Kane's the only guy there who's really a plus passer, and today I thought it was passing was woeful. Um, you know, you're you have a real problem there all of a sudden. And I mean, Brian, do you think do you think we'd be seeing this if someone had had a more reasonable start to the year? I, I think Conte would be more willing to sit him and, and shuffle guys around if Son had not had such a rough start to the season. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I just I'm not sure that Son's start to the season is 
the problem here? Like, it's obviously an issue with the team as a whole, but, like, I, I just can't figure out how the patterns are... The, the, these are the patterns that we're using. Like, the pattern is... The end result of the pattern is that the ball comes to Emerson Royale in the penalty box. Like, that seems to me like a broken pattern. And we can talk about, you know, whether, you know, Doherty would be better or Lucas or Kulisewski or any other right wing back option would be better. I think Emerson is, generally speaking, a useful player. He's generally a good defender. He probably got roasted for both goals today. So, you know, not the greatest example in his favor, but like... What are we doing that that we are so dependent on him moving the ball? That on on him being an integral part of the buildup, while we have two midfielders who are allowed to be largely passengers, while we have you know uh, two out of our three center backs who don't do much in possession on the ball. Like 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 why is he? such an integral part to he being Emerson Ryan. Why is that right wing back position so significant to what we do? And we're carrying five other assholes who aren't doing it. He's always open. Nobody defends him. Well, the only thing I can think of, if if I'm trying to give you an actual answer, the only thing I can think of is like that guy can run around for days. Now we can argue about what he does when he runs around, but he doesn't get tired. And that's the only thing I can think of. But what, what really truly frustrates me about all this is like all those things you said were true Brian and they were all problems we had last year and we solved them now some of that solving was Sun was in unreal form and Kane was in unreal form and I don't know if it's just like the level dropped on everyone like Bentoncourt and Hoiberg and Kane and Sun and like the levels dropped like just enough on all these players that you're seeing all these problems I don't think I mean you guys tell me if you think I'm wrong about this I don't think teams have, like, figured out that one neat trick for beating Spurs. Like, I don't think, by and large, we're seeing, like, other than Tuchel, I don't, I, I don't really feel like teams have, like, figured out a way to neutralize what we were doing last season. We just seem to not have it together, and and we're not playing Kulishevsky as much. Like, that's, like, if you want me to point to, like, the thing that's a problem, I would point to that. Uh, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like teams have solved us entirely or enough to just enough to explain these performances. Yeah. Maybe not this performance specifically, but I think, you know, teams have uh, in the Premier League settled on ways that you can take us out of our game. I think West Ham successfully did it. Um, I think, um, you know, Southampton did it for a little bit before we just ultimately were better than them. Um, you know, so, so we've seen it this year. Basically, you just have to take our midfield out of the game. You have to press our defenders quickly and force them to either go long or make passes into the midfielders that are under pressure. And then we can't do anything with the ball. And I don't know. I I, I feel like the other thing that frustrates me is the other thing that Ben said earlier is. We have a coach who is among the best managers in the world, and in-game, we are getting zero from him. His only change today was to bring on Kulisevsky. Now, I'm not saying his options on the bench are great. Like, 
he for some reason we only ever include like one other attacker on the bench and it's usually Kulisevsky. And then, you know, even though on the Champions League we get like 14 subs or whatever, 13 I think. You know, we have Harvey White on the bench instead of you know, Saar or someone else that that could play a, a, a role. You've got Brian Heal um, on the bench who could have played. You've got, you know, any number of right wing backs that could have played. Like, I just, I don't understand how we only make one change and it comes in, what, the 80-something minute, 70s, late 70s, early 80s. Like, that's just such negligent management. Like, I, I just don't understand how he watched that whole game having both midfielders on yellow cards, Emerson on a yellow card, and was just like, yeah, let's see how this works. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. It seems like Conte is really the thing that's in Conte's own way right now. Is He is persisting with something that isn't working at the expense of something that we know has worked. And when it's not working, he is not being proactive about changing things to make it better. And like, you know, I, I know we've talked about the limitations of a lot of these bench players. And yeah, we have like five wing backs on the bench. But like, if that's what you got, like, do something with it. Like, Parasic can play higher up the pitch. We can get him further forward. You know, we've got Sessignon, who has shown a lot more than, than Royale. We know Parasic can play on the right if he needs to. Like, we can mix things up. We can go to a back four and you know, see what that looks like. We we have changes that, like, he has made sometimes. And in our worst games in the season so far, he has aggressively not made changes within the match. Um, I think it was West Ham. He also only made one sub, and it was late. And it was like, why are we not doing more? I don't know why this is the case. I appreciate at a certain level, if you're the manager, especially with a guy like Conte who runs the patterns and all that, there is a to a to a point, you like we're gonna keep doing these things until you get it. You know, like I like I understand that to an extent where it's just like okay, figure it out, guys. We're gonna we're gonna try it this way. We're gonna keep trying it this way. But the fact that a there's just that obvious weakness there when Kulishevsky is the one to solve it is you know I don't know what to do. I, like I don't know what he's doing there other than trying something else against bad what he perceives as bad teams trying to make this thing work when it's clearly not. Um, the, the thing is, is like, he doesn't even have to change up necessarily the system. He doesn't have to change shape. I mean, just throw on fresh legs. Like, you know, put on uh, Doherty yeah, and... Whoever. And, yeah, put on, put on anybody to play different to play either of the wingback positions. Right, oh. like the whole story is we have all these guys who are the same guy. So, like, it should be very easy to keep things the same and just freshen it well, up. And I think we would all be a lot more comfortable. I don't think any of us would be happy. I mean, we're never happy, but I don't think any of us would have been happy at this result. But I think we all would have been a lot more comfortable with it if Kulishevsky had been out there for 70 minutes. It kind of wasn't working. Let's put on Richarlson to, like mix things up and just throw another attacker at him. And now, oh, yeah, no, you know what? It, it kind of just didn't work out because there's not, there's nothing in it together, but it's another look and we'll try it. Like, it seems to me like we were trying to, I don't want to say be cute, but we were trying like playing B or C all day today, as opposed to like 
you know, just do the plan A, do what works. And what's really frustrating to me about that is if the idea, if you're Conte and you're like, you know what, Charleston's really betting in well, he's playing really well right now, I want to ride the hot hand. I mean, the obvious the obvious solution to me seems to be you play Kulishevsky and you sit Son. Or, like, if you feel like Kane needs a rest, which obviously he doesn't, given that we just had the weekend off, like, you sit Kane. Like, but Kulishevsky's the guy who needs to play. Or play all four of them, you know, early yeah, I mean, on. Like, take off a defender and, like, go to a front four. Take off I one mean, of our midfielders. It doesn't yeah, do make Kulishevsky a midfielder. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know. It, it's just, it's frustrating. Make him a wing back. <laughs> it's frustrating. Like, there's some of this, like I said, there's some process things here that are, like, I don't think Conte is a million miles off from a legitimate thing. Like I said, there's a there's a point at which we're going to keep doing this shit till you get it. And Conte's a good enough coach where, like, on a certain level, you have to respect that. There's a point at which if Basuma isn't getting it in training, like, then he shouldn't be starting. But, like, the Basuma's been a total non-factor. A guy who we all know can play well, like, that he has just been a total non-factor is really irritating. Because, like, like you were saying, Brian, I mean, Basuma's not, like, an attacking midfielder. But in theory, that guy that we saw at Brighton the last few years, you know, Put him on for Bentoncourt because he's got a yellow card. Put him on for Hoybier, who's got a yellow card. Like at a minimum, he can start running. He can start running at Sporting, pulling guys out of position. You know, blast past them with some energy. It's just it's it's. I don't know why we're not doing these things. I presume in Conte's head, there's a reason beyond he's stubborn. Maybe it is just as simple as he's stubborn, but it, it's just it's really really aggravating to watch. And you know, like I hesitate to you know, get two down after, after this one game. But it's, I think my problem is, is like, this is basically the same thing we've seen over and over so far this season. And, and I would like to see some amount of progression, like some sort of change, like identification of what the issue is and an effort to, uh, make alterations. And we're we're just playing the same lineup in the same way and expecting it to be different because I don't know. Like, well, I would I would dispute that a little bit because I think in other games you can talk yourself into a little bit like okay you could see where this works and fits and starts it's going this way and this is the flip side of that where none of it worked. I mean I don't want to say none of it worked because I think you know there were large periods of the game where it was fine or at least not a disaster. It was just, you know, it's just, it's it, it's it's the flip side of that. It's the, it's the game where the stuff didn't work out. Like you said, Ben, like you live dangerously. Because sporting, I, I was joking, I was in our Slack room. Someone came in and was like, how have we looked? And I was like, literally right before they scored their first goal, I was like, sporting have had two shots all day. One of which just happened that Hugo palmed, you know, out for a corner. Like, And then, like, it was just, just like West Ham. Well, if you're not scoring goals, then... You know, it just takes one. The other team's got to, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we've seen a lot of, like, sky falling, chicken little stuff from Spurs fans, and I'm not going to pretend I'm, like, not pissed off about this. And I'm kind of in two minds about, like, what it all means. Like, on the one hand, it's like, this is a problem we've solved. We're betting in new guys. This is our first loss in a really long time. Like, it's not all bad. And the fixes we know are there, and we know what... a good version of this team looks like so like there's a lot of reasons to believe that it's just going to work itself out but like the flip side of that like brian said is is 
knowing all of that, why isn't it better yet? Why aren't we good? Why haven't we solved these problems in the way that we've already solved these problems under Conte very recently? And that's the thing that's like kind of like sticking in my craw a little bit and like giving me pause about where this is going. Because if he's not making the adjustments that we know he knows how to make, like what is that a, a symptom of and what, where are we going? But it's worth remembering, we had that period. Remember that period we had in, like, February or whenever the hell it was last year when every team was just like, oh, press Spurs and they'll fall apart. And we did. And then after, like, three to four weeks of that shit, we figured it out and, you know, we whipped teams' ass. But I think you're right, Ben. Like, we looked so good. I mean, we were all, every Spurs fan was thinking, oh, you could maybe take a tilt at the title if everything lines up next year with how good we were. Like, you put some real depth on this team. You fix some of the defense. You know, like, if they keep playing like this, holy shit, they're going to, like, you know, how good could we be? And, you know, like, even accounting for Sun misfiring, it's a little irritating to see the way that we're playing. Um, You know, I do think, like, you know, we shouldn't discount this is a Champions League game on the road. we, We are a better team than sporting. We should beat sporting. There's probably some intangibles here that, you know, aren't entirely worth dismissing. But, you know, this is a team we should be beating. And frankly, this was a game in which, you know, I would say in the 50th, 60th minute, I mean, there was periods at which you were like, okay, Spurs are trying to screws, they should win this. Like, you know, it felt like they were going to find a way to win the game, or they could find a way to win the game, and we didn't. And, you know, frankly, it reminded me a lot of the West Ham game, which I think was, a, was similar in a lot of ways, where we aren't playing our best, but we're turning to screws, and if they get that other goal, like, you know, if they score, like, this is all going to just line up real fast. And <clears throat> I know we already had a goal in that game and we conceded, but I think my point stands where it's like, we don't look great, but we're kind of in control and we just don't capitalize on it. And it keeps biting us in the ass, or at least it has enough. Like you said, Ben, we haven't lost since April, so I don't want to be too doom and gloom. But again, like, that to me is a, another coaching issue. Like... Like, Conte is, like, the guy for, you know, being ruthless in these games. Being, you know, uh, you know, getting out there and just, like, stepping on their neck and holding them down and not allowing things like this to happen. Not just, you know, grind, getting an early goal and grinding it out and hoping you hang on and win like we were under Jose. Like, us being in control of these matches, whether it's West Ham or whether it's this... It's not good enough. And it just seems to be kind of what we do is we just we're floundering a little bit. And like I said, I'm just frustrated that there's not something that I can look at and identify clearly and say, here's what we're doing. Here is, you know, we've all identified the problems. We can all watch it and see what the problems are. But, like, I, I would be hard-pressed to tell you what any sort of solution we are moving towards is. I mean, I think the solution is start Kulashevsky, but that hasn't always worked this year. So, I don't know. I mean, you watch performances like this, and I don't want to entirely dismiss Emerson Royale. He, he actually produced two good chances today that I think were a little unlucky not to go in. I, I don't think um, they were totally without merit. I think he is, you know, except for today, generally a decent defender. But, you know, you watch a performance like today, and there's, again, we're not in training, we're not seeing what they see. 
Conte could be entirely within his rights in terms of not starting this guy, but you're like, Jed Spence really that far off the pace? Like, you know, it really, is he really that not ready to be a Premier League wingback? Because, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying we shouldn't get better players. I'm just saying within this squad, you look at the performances we had today, and I know Jed Spence can run up the pitch really fast. Like, that's got to be worth trying, you know? I mean, yeah, we talk all the time about how it's a weak link sport, and I, I can't think of a guy who's been more transparently a weak link in this team week after week uh, for as long as he's been out there. And, like, Conte's number one job right now should be solving that problem. So we have 11 guys who are pretty good and not 10 guys and Emerson who were, like, hiding weaknesses uh, and trying to, like, mitigate his frailties and compensate for what he can't do. Like, you know, we know – I don't know. I don't know how many times we have to say this, but, like, Parasich can play on the right. We have Sebastian Young. We have Torrey. We have Spence. We have the ability to not play wingbacks if that's what's necessary. We can put Kuliszewski at wingback. We can see what Brian Hill's up to. Lucas Moore is around. Like, there's so many things that, like, we could try that might work. They might not work, but, like, try something. Show me that you're, like, trying to fix an obvious problem, and I'll feel pretty good about you recognizing that there's a problem and wanting to fix it. Even if it's just, like, put Doherty in. Like, Doherty was really good for a while last year. I mean, now, I know Doherty's, like, been fighting an injury, but, like, he's been on the bench, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not like he's right. complete. It's not like Mora, who just hasn't been near. Is he not 10 minutes fit? Like, can we not throw well, him on I, the idiot? That, that's my point. He played, he played against Marseille, I think. Yeah, like, for, like, two minutes at the end of the match, right? Like. Yeah, so he's well, he's obviously fit enough to play. I'm just saying, I mean, if he's not. On, put him on the 90th minute. We don't concede two goals. There we go. <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I want to see something different. I I I, I don't know. It, it, it's like you guys said. It's I, I don't know how many times we can sort of go around on this, but it is it is a it is frustrating to watch this team struggle like this when it's you know we we look so good at the end of last year, and it's you know I guess it's one thing if a team like City makes you look like this, but it's sporting. You know, I don't want to disrespect them, but like, come on, like we should, we should be better than this. We should at least be creating chances against them. I, I don't want to disrespect them, but here's all the disrespect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You play Marcus Edwards, like how good can you be? Well, yes, uh, yes, frankly, yes. I mean, they play White Paulinho, like you know, we shouldn't be conceding late goals to White Paulinho. Come on, Portuguese Paulinho. Um, yeah, I I don't know, I I just. I don't like that Emerson is like the the center of all like the Spurs fans rage right now. I I think just because because I think he's fine. I think he's just being put in an untenable situation. Well, I think go ahead. Sorry, Brian. Sorry. No, I just I think I'm going to repeat myself for the 47th time. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like he's played what 17 straight games at right wing back. Like he hasn't been dropped at all. Like, how many of those 17 can you look at and go, wow, he played really well? Like, I don't know, a handful? I think Emerson is a much heightened example of sort of the issue with this team right now, which is the attack isn't functioning. And by that, I'm basically saying everyone from the defense, like, you know, everyone north of the defense on on that starting 11. 
and that puts so much pressure on the on the on the defense, and it makes them, I think, look a little worse than they probably are. And I, I would include Emerson in that. I mean, defensively, like the pressure has been fine. Like we're not this game aside, and you know, a couple goals shipped here and there. We're not conceding great chances, and we're not conceding goals from the bad chances we're giving up while we're under pressure. It's not a problem that like. The defense isn't a problem as a defense because they're under pressure. It's a problem is their job is to move the ball forward to our front line in space, and they can't do it. And that's the thing. Teams have realized that if you deprive the ability of that front three to get the ball running at you in space, you can't get them the ball. You know, you just keep service from getting to their feet and, like, make sure when they do get the ball – they're pressed, you know, pretty aggressively. That's it. That's that's all we've got because nobody else behind them is capable of, of breaking those lines and contributing to the attack. And it's just untenable. And it's fixable, but, like, it's not working right now. Yeah, and, you know, hopefully we can go out and get that other player who can pass the ball beyond Kulishevsky in, in the in – the, you know, the winter break. Hopefully we can go out maybe, you know, we can bring a right back in. Like, who, there was – Sporting had one today that I think we should have stuffed in a suitcase and taken home with us. Um, I can't remember his name, but yeah, no, I, I hope we can fix Marcus those issues. Edwards? Yes, that's the right yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. That's the right back I'm talking about. Um, He'd but, be great. Yeah, um, but my my point is like I think even then we can fix a lot of these problems internally. Um, you know, I don't know how to fix like what's going on with Sun or get Kane a little more steady. But, you know, these are things that we should be able to fix internally. And it's just frustrating that we haven't. And maybe I'm definitely overreacting to, like, one intensely frustrating match. Uh, here's hoping we get right against Leicester this weekend because that sucks. Uh, Richarlison continues to be good, though. So there's that. He was. He created some decent chances today. Um, you know, he's lucky. He's, he's a little unlucky one of them didn't go in. I mean, he should pay a little more attention to where the offside line is, maybe. But uh, yeah, but that's our whole front line, so I'm not going to hold that against him. Today. No, I, I, I've been really happy with how he's played. Uh, it's unfortunate he didn't get a goal in this one. He was probably the, the best player we had out there. I think he was the only one where you could look at him and be like, yeah, he didn't suck, um, for at least portions of the game, anyway. So, I, I, in. In search of something else to talk about, so we don't go keep going around in circles. Uh, Brian, I, I'm curious as to your opinion on, as an ongoing concern, not as a late substitution situation or a special plan for a game. How would is there a way you would try to get all four of our attackers on the pitch at once? Is that just something you would try to do occasionally, and you would just engage in healthy rotation? Yeah, I think that's the best way to go about it is to to rotate and, you know, rotate in a different way than what we've been rotating, where you rotate Kulisevsky to the bench. Uh, I think rotating out either Sun or Kane uh, makes sense, given where we've been at right now. I think the only way you can shoehorn all four of them in is to make Kulisevsky a wingback, which Ben would love, obviously. Um you don't but, think you, you could? Know. You don't think you could push him into midfield? Like maybe play him as a more advanced. I mean, I guess ten is where he not would really two. fit. Not yeah, a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not in a two, and then you're playing like a three. Well, well how, how would you play that? You'd be like a. I don't know. There's just no way you could carry him in midfield. 
um, you'd have to play like a four three three, which we're not gonna do. Um, so, so yeah, I don't think the three five two. As much as I'd like to see the three five two, um, just in general, uh, Conte just doesn't seem inclined to play it. Um, and we had some players last year that were much more well suited to to doing it, and we we've lost some of those you know midfielders with more attacking skills. Um, so I, I think the only thing that you can do is continue with the the three four three formation and just rotate smarter. I think I agree. I think wing back is the way that makes Kulishevsky to wing back is the way that makes the most sense if you're trying to get them all on the pitch at once. But if you're going to rotate them in and out, I mean, I don't have a problem. Like I said, if you want to just like sit Kulishevsky for rotation reasons, and you want to put those three forwards up there, that's fine if you're playing a team like Fulham. Like, I, I think you really need to save that for teams you think you can beat the shit out of, and if it's not working, like, again, I don't mind that he did that today, because I think it, you know, there is a reasonable world in which you, you think that'll work against Sporting. But if you're going to do that, you, you better have a quick hook in the second half if it's not working. Like, they get that five, ten minutes after halftime to implement whatever instructions you just gave them, and if it's still not working, like, you know, somebody's got to get the hook for a passer, um, if not sooner. I mean, I, I just think, you know, you just got to – I mean, it's not going to make someone happy, but you got to do it. Yeah. I guess I just, like, remain puzzled by why guys like Sar and Heal – I mean, I know why Heal's still in the squad, but we specifically said we can't loan you out because we didn't get a replacement. But, like – what are they replacing? You know, we kept Sar instead of giving him a loan because we wanted him to be part of this team. But, like, if these guys aren't even capable of giving you five minutes at the end of a match, like, why are they here? Like, they're the only attacking options we have besides, you know, various wingbacks. I just just don't really understand what we're doing. Like, Sar's a guy you could go to a three-five-two in. He's a guy who could maybe help, you know, knit things together from, like, a right-sided four forward position like he's another potential passer yeah like right you know heels a guy who could you know just run at people it's like they're there i i just don't understand i just don't understand what we're doing it's frustrating because i mean uh, the only thing i think of is they're they're young and not his guys uh and he wants older more experienced dudes but it's frustrating to be i think a little bit like he wants guys that know the patterns and introducing you know wild cards or people People that are less indoctrinated offends his delicate sensibilities in some way. But, I mean, and again, we don't know what's going on in training. But there is a point with some of these guys where it's like, you got to give them real minutes. Like, and maybe not, I'm not even saying for like, Sar and Heel. I'm talking about Basuma even. Like, you know, Spence, guys you spent like real money on. Like, I mean, I guess you spent I mean, we played Basuma against West Ham, he looked like shit. So. Yeah, but... Like part of getting the patterns is like that dude needs to play. Like he needs he needs to get out there and learn it. Like you know, just like these guys need sometimes need to go out there and they need to like figure it out and just get it beaten into their brains. Like sometimes they you know they just need some of these dudes need minutes and I, I, I don't know. Like they're not you can't just rely on we're beating a team three 0 especially this year. Um, you can't just rely on we're beating the shit out of someone. Let's get them on there. I don't know. Spurs should win more. Yeah. They should play better. 
Yeah, I mean, all of that would be great. Yeah, as as um, my as my son has taken to saying, "Too bad, so sad." Um, that that right back from uh, Sporting that you like, Greg? He's a former Manchester City player. Great. Let's bring him in. Cool, 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 right, cool, well, cool. We solved it. Yep. Daniel Levy hires. Get rid, get rid of that Italian fraud. Get some people in with hair, with full heads of hair, naturally, naturally occurring full heads. Of hair. Now, we're not trying to say anything about some of our other fellow Spurs oh, podcasters. I, had, I hadn't even thought of that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, just saying, we all have. All of our we're talking about guys with hair plugs, is what we're talking about. <laughs> but you yeah, know, if you're gonna be bald, own it. Don't be a fraud like Conte and try to hide behind something that you're not. Yeah, fair enough. You know, fraud at the hair salon, fraud in the dugout. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, how annoying was it to lose to a team coached by a man wearing a white T-shirt, basically? Like, I, you know, look, maybe this is just me. I feel like managers should look a certain way, you know? And, you know, jeans and a white T-shirt on the sideline for a Champions League game. I'm not sure that's the outfit. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, whatever makes you comfortable. I guess. It's very strange. Hey, Brian, I'm a firm believer whatever works on the corners of the city of Baltimore can also work in the dugouts of Portugal, so... Yeah, I, I can see how those two things if, are, if, are very If, if it's good enough for Bubbles, it's good enough for me, okay? Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. We need to get him a cool hat. That is, it would work a lot better if he had a cool hat. Like a cowboy hat, that would have, you know, <laughs> yeah, that would have really completed the thinking, whole... But yeah, like, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. That would be really funny, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's time to leave it there, because there's really not much more to say about this match that we haven't said about our last couple matches. Um... Next up, we play Leicester. Uh, we will be back to record about that, and then um, I am going to Europe. So, uh, fellas, do we have any uh, thoughts about Leicester before we leave? They're bad. So, yeah. So, Dr. Tottenham's making a house call is what you're telling me, Brian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's time to send Rogers packing. I have really been enjoying finding old tweets about Brendan Rodgers being too good for Tottenham this year because I got real fucking tired of that a few years ago, and I'm super happy we did not hire this guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see this weekend. <laughs> you still feel that way. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. No, but trust me, one way or another, I'm going to be happy that we didn't hire this guy because I, I will hate him one way or another at the end of that match. Yeah, they are... Uh... They have a negative eight goal difference, so maybe we can improve that for them. <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. On that note, I think it's time to wrap it up. Ben, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Comrade Uspers. And Brian, where can people find you on the slopes of Twitter.com? Find me on Twitter at Brian underscore Ashlock. That is Brian with a Y. You can follow our podcast Twitter feed at WDR Podcast. That's WDR as in Wheeler Dealer Radio. And you can follow me at Skipjack0079. For Ben, for Brian, and of course for Brett Rainbow, I've been your host, Greg. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs>